This is the Outback Way podcast, proudly sponsored by our HEMA Guidebook and Atlas. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I'm Helen Lewis, the General Manager, and I am honoured to speak to Patrick Hill, the Chairman of the Outback Highway Development Council today. Uh, in regards to the actual establishment and initiation of the entire Outback Way project, way back in 1997. Patrick, welcome. Hello, everyone. I'm Helen. Yes, today. And so, Patrick, uh, you need to uh, just allow this, this massive project across Australia, 2,700 kilometres, and uh, it's currently being sealed. Uh, it's been 20 years in the making. So what was the very start of, uh, what, what even, uh, I guess, conjured up the idea of, of the need for a road around Laverton and Western Australia? Um, th- yeah, that would be great to hear your story. Okay, well, um, I grew up in the bush, in the, uh, in the station, and um, I, I learned to, through the numerous, um, you know, different, uh, difficulties in accessing roads and that in, in, the, in the bush, uh, we valued the what a road was, and um, <clears throat> then we moved the state from the station into Labor in 1974, and um, worked on the mines there for a while, and then I got involved in council in 1992. And um, from there, the reason why I got on council was to um, I heard the uh, the um, you know the concept of putting a, a road out about four kilometres out of Laverton on the junction of the uh, original Great Central Road, and uh, and um, Lansfield turn off. Anyway, that would have cut Laverton straight off. And uh, growing up in the mining industry, where it was seen boom and bust, um, what we needed, uh, Laverton needed something else to keep it economically survive. So, um, you know, so what uh, what we did when the mining finished in uh, 1994, we had to look at some other options to keep Laverton viable because there was rumours all going around that it was going to turn into a ghost town. So by that time I got onto council and then I'd, uh, we'd um, put the idea off of, um, you know, building the roadhouse out of the town. So we um, looked at other options and the other option was to uh, upgrade the road through the desert to uh, Warburton and on to Ayers Rock. And um, we were then on council. I went over to the Australian local government conference in Canberra in 1994 and uh, saw the option there. That, you know, talked to various councils in in New South Wales and uh, Queensland about the option of putting the road right across Australia. So um, from that time, then in 1995 and 1996, uh, we, I took a motion from the Shire Labor and to the Australian local government conference, calling on the Australian local government to assist the side of Laverton in raising funds to do upgrade the road from Laverton out to the Northern Territory border and up onto Ayers Rock and Alice Springs. And um, from that, that got unanimous support in both those years. And in 1997, we got together with the councils and Bully and Winton came forward and said, look, we'd like to see you, you know, we'd like to engage and work with you to develop this road because originally I had the... Road going straight across from Earl Dunder, uh, which is a junction of the Lasseter Highway and the Stewart Highway, straight across to Brisbane. And, um, and Bully and Brinton came forward, and with that, we had our first Australian um, AGM for the Outback Highway Development Council in Canberra in 1997. 
And uh, from there, since then, we've been lobbying, and basically, it was set up as a lobby group on behalf of the five councils involved, there, which was Winton, Bullia, Laverton, and Nanajaku, and, and the town of Alice Springs. And uh, since then, we've been lobby group for them, and um, and, the, and obviously, the, the track we sort of um, took was to try and raise the awareness of it was um, in tourism, but the tourism's a big thing. Obviously, if you do tourism right in these towns, it improves every year, and um, that's what we want to see. So uh, that's one of the main reasons why we did it. Plus, there's lots of other reasons. Access to the Central Desert region out in West Australia. We had at one stage there um, the, a request from the Nanajaraku Shire Council to take over the Great Central Road because we couldn't do, we couldn't afford to do you know, the Shire of Labour and couldn't afford to keep the maintenance up on it on one stage. But then we got together with the West Australian Minister for um, for Transport at the time, Eric Charlton, and got him up there on the road. And this is right back in about 1995. And um, and he saw the need for that road to be upgraded. So with the West Australian Government's support, that's when we took the motions to the Australian local government in, in, in Canberra. So it's really developed from there, from um, the need for the road to the central deserts, the need to boost tourism, um, in the northern goldfields and another you know, product of tourism across Australia. That's fantastic, Patrick, and what a story. And, and also just the, the effort and tenacity of the committee, I think, is, is, uh, is highlighted. And I guess mm. the importance of that community ownership of the project. Um, are there any stories about that community engagement that you've got and, uh, and, and encouraging uh, the communities along the route to get excited? Because this road actually, is, it, it was linked to existing roads and all that's happening is the road is actually being upgraded. So there was no new road really developed. There's been realignments, but there's been no new roads. So all the communities are well established along each, all the route. And so have you had any, so your, your experiences with uh, uh, you know, talking to the communities and, and some of their responses to, to the idea of the road being sealed? Yeah, I could tell you a couple of stories like that. Yeah, we've, um, no, first of all... Um, when, when we when we first met, you know, when Winton and Bullier, you know, Shire met with, with ourselves, the Telena and the Mayor of Alice Springs at the time, we um, we realised that we were all people from the bush and we're, we're all in the similar same circumstances, you know, we're all dealing with the same circumstances, isolation, lack of funds, distances, and uh, just you need to group together in the bush to get things done. And this is, I think, why this has been so productive in getting where we are today. Because we're all the same sort of, you know, sort of people going through the same thing and understand what we're trying to achieve. Um, like a couple of stories there. What I went, uh, we went obviously with our trips to Canberra. Um, when I first, when we first went over there, I used to, you know, go to the. Um, well, we used to have a, a, a gala night. I was obviously in the in the Great Hall of uh, or the Parliament House, the Great Hall and Parliament House there, and. Uh, I used to go to that all the time and uh, use that to go from table to table, meeting with the ministers to try and get them to um, recognise that that way and try to you know get that connection and do something about it and put some money on it. Anyway, when that finished one night, we all went back to, to our rooms at the Cameron International there, and the um, anyway, everyone, all the chaps' wives were there, and they they um, they went to bed and all came down to my room, so we all sat there talking about it and one of the Queensland mates so I said, Oh, you might as well bring a few mates in anyway we um 
they're talking and uh, we start to get a bit, I suppose, not argumentative, but a bit, uh, you know, well, a little bit argumentative. One stage they talked about the Republic. And uh, because that was a motion in the books at the at the conference next day, anyway, I said uh, about two o'clock in the morning, everyone to get out of the room. All those chaps, you know, were talking. Anyway, um, I got up there next morning. We went up with him, Nickel, the president of the Shire of First Prince, and Preston Thomas to meet this minister, opposition minister for transport. And um, anyway, walked in the room. I looked down at the newsletter, and here's his face. I think that face looks familiar. Anyway, I uh, <laughs> get down the door. And it was sent to ring with Donald, and I had him there in the room that night before. He didn't sort of think of something <laughs> I did, and um, <laughs> he never forgot that. Ever since this day, and he said, I've never forget that day, the shock, you know, that we argued so much. But the other the other time, was that was really classic, it was funny that the way it happened. But the other time was I attended a um, meeting with their president, Murray Thomas, and Steve Decker, our CEO at Laverton, to Warburton, a community meeting in Warburton to, to discuss a native title claim and um, we needed to discuss it because we had roads going through the native title claim that the people that manage our lands uh, had lodged. Anyway, we were in a room of about 40, pe- 40 um, people, they're all residents from Warburton and anyway, um, I started explaining, you know, that we want to do the, like to do the road up and with their consultation and, you know, keep doing it up and make it all safe for them to go to town and and, you know, we wanted to put a centre line through and get it redesigned and, you know, make it a bit shorter anyway. Um, a couple of old ladies down the other end there had these big Kimberley hats on, these Aboriginal elders, and one bloke said across the table, what's, what's that white fella say over there? Anyway, um, he said uh, that other bloke across the table said, oh, I've got a white fella, he wanted to fix that road up to Maven and then he want to... You want to make the road straight so that all oh, people can't fall off the back of the youth when they get a load of them. And oh, gee, they talk about laughing. You know, that's, <laughs> that's such a great but story. But that's, I mean, that's how it feels to them. You know, the different aspects and ways this road affects people in in Central Australia, it's really unique in itself. And, uh, yeah, that's right. We don't want people falling off the back of the youth. And I had the same And I had the same experience with uh, Daisy at uh, Warrakerna last year when we did our media for Mill and... Uh, the elation when she found out that I was on the outback way and we were up, you know, in the, and I was involved in the, you know, getting it upgraded. She was just beside herself. She came and gave me this biggest spontaneous hug. She, she said this means so much to our community. <laughs> and so it is really, really important to, uh, to, for the communities and the people who are living in such isolated and remote areas. It's, it's a fantastic, um, fantastic asset for them and uh, it will change the way they yeah. live, which would be great. Mm, mm, it's great, Patrick. And, um, Hopefully and Patrick, yeah. so you intimated to me the, uh, earlier that uh, there was a, uh, there was, you had to upgrade a desert track. So what was the story behind actually, you know, realigning or find, you know, getting that desert track so it didn't bypass Laverton? What was that story? Once Sarah Charlton came up, um, you know, like, well, what happened? We used, um, we, could, we wanted to get the transport minister up to Laverton to, recognise this road and, and get the state government to put more emphasis on it, more funding into it. So um, it was David Carnegie's um, anniversary, 100-year anniversary, back in 1996, when um, when we, it was November 1996, when um, we asked Eric Charlton to come up and have a look at the road and unveil a plaque commemorating the 100 years of David Carnegie through the, you know, through the outback of West Australia there. So anyway, uh, with that, uh, Eric Carton came up and, and, um, and gave the state, well, the state government put the funding forward to, to design the centre line right through the, from, from Laverton right through to the Northern Territory border. 
But the centre line actually started off from the, a bypass road that sort of took us from Laverne and four kilometres out, out of Laverne, and this was the initial um, place where the where the first where, you know where that motel proposal, proposal was and service station was put up, which would have killed Laverne. Anyway, so I thought, well, when we got on, we 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 need to bring that road right through the centre of town, and, and that's the only way. You know, the outback way for the start from yeah. Laverne. Anyway, um, Hmm. So yes, it was over between Christmas and New Year. Um, but a few of the lads with uh, with a bit of machinery that I had, we put it through. It was all existing track. It was an old um, horse and dray track that went out out of Laban and straight north of Laban and and uh, and uh, put it in. But prior to that, the idea of it was put up. There were about three three concepts put up. The council to to where to put this um, road in. You know, one was about 50k out of Lave, another one was about 20k out, and the other one was out up this whole existing uh, Crawford Soak Road, but um, that, that, the Crawford Soak Road got approved by council, but then that went a couple of years before council, they didn't do anything about it, so uh, this is a long time before I got on council, but anyway, yeah, we, uh, we put it through. Anyway, it's there through, so, and that, and yeah. today it's a, it's a beautiful seal road, so um, yeah, the road goes fantastic. right through the centre of town, so that's what, that's what initiated, we, um, I don't know, you know. Yeah. That, well, what you can do in a Christmas holiday. Exactly. You can, you can do wonders if you want to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic story. Yeah, just the fact that you yeah, just decided that it was, you know, something had to uh, had to be done so that Laverton actually get, gave, got the benefit exactly. for the... Uh, and that's the whole purpose of the route is, is to actually... Enhance and grow and develop these communities along the road. So that's, a, well, that's really right. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, yes, yeah. there is a lot of towns like Laverton, and Bullier, uh, Winton, Warburton, um, and, and Winton. We need that, um, you know, we need that economic input from tourism and, and any opportunity that we can get, whether it be mining tourism or, you know, uh, people just living in the towns, you know, living in the towns there. Their whole survival, you know, is um, paramount to the economic income that they get. And, and as I said before, there, this road um, going through the centre of the place of the towns, it um, provides economic input into them, which keeps them all going and you know, offers business opportunities for them and uh, and a whole range of things. So it's good. Yeah. And and what's your vision? What's your ultimate vision for the Outback Way, Patrick? And uh, you know, on completion of the of a sealed route from coast to coast across Australia, what, what, what's the, what, what do you see happening? What's your vision of that? Well, I want to see it part of the National Highway System and uh, across Australia, and that's the ultimate game aim for it. And uh, right back when we formed the Outback Highway Development Council in 1997, we called it the Outback Highway, Node Highway, uh, Development mm-hmm. Council, and we've maintained that name because that's what exactly what we want to see this road to become, a highway right across, diagonally uh, across Australia. And um, the thing is about it, um, when when the first amount of money for the federal government came in uh, 2005, the $10 billion, which was matched by by the state and territories, um, to get that funding, we weren't allowed to call it a highway. We had to break it down to the Outback Way. And uh, to yeah. receive the funding because of the fact that you've got the gun barrel highway and it's just a track. So um, people do get, international people get confused at that. So um, with that, but the, you know, the name Outback Way is good now. It's stuck and it might, main, it might get maintained at that, but we want to see it part of the national highway system. That's the vision of, that we want to see. 
and, and flourishing communities and, and just enormous amounts of increased economic development in inland Australia, really. That's, exactly. that's an, ultimate, exactly. an ultimate option, isn't it? Yeah. That's great. Yes, yes excellent. That's right. Oh, no, that's terrific. What, in Laverton, you know, you've got lots of attractions. So what, what have you got uh, for people to have a look at in Laverton um, at the moment? You've got um, your various uh, yeah, well, your um, visitor centre and things. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, um, when I, um, like, um, um, the Outback Highway Development Council, when it formed, started, we needed to get numbers on the road, um, and, um, and, um, one of the, one of the options that the Outback Highway Development Council has taken to get to, you know, to try and, um, you know, obviously you need numbers on the road to justify the expenditure of sealing the road. So we took the tourism, you know, like we we, uh, we took it to tourism marketing. We included that in the Outback Highway scope of what we try and do, as far, you know, as long as well as lobbying for funding for the road. And one of those um, things was, uh, you know, I I, I was um, I joined the, uh, the Australian Velvet Outback uh, Tourism Organisation in in West Australia, and still made on maintaining myself on the board on that, as a board member on that today, but. And one of those things was I attended a um, Australian Tourism Exchange Conference in Melbourne um, uh, some about six, seven years ago now. And then um, I learned so much of that where um, I went with Jack Earbeck, the CEO of Australia's Golden Outback at the time, and we just launched our, our Tourism Integrated Tourism Plan, which, um, was, which included the Outback Way Atlas. And um, just with that, um, we had... About three or four minutes each of us, every 12 minutes for four days, we had a different organisation like um, involved in tourism internationally coming to the table and talking about our products and how I promoted the Outback Way was the, you know, people could land in, um, in Queensland, experience a great, great barrier reef, grab, grab a uh, Avis car or Hertz car or a camper. Uh, you know, what are they could get hold of and travel across Australia, across the Outback Way, and they travel out the Long Reach and experience the, the, uh, the Stop and Hall of Fame and the Qantas Museum and experience the parcel industry. On to Winton, where they experience the, um, the Banjo Patterson years or the early, early colonialism of Australia and how that was built, along with yep. um, the Royal Farm Doctor Museum there at uh, Winton. And uh, numerous other attractions, as the dinosaurs uh, museum, they've got there also, and uh, it's, it's huge. The attractions around Winton, and then on to Bulia, you've got the unexplained in the desert, where you've got the Bin Bin Light, and uh, well known old Slim Dusty song, the Bin Bin Light, and uh, and that's unique. There's a unique centre there explaining that the Bin Bin Light, and then on to uh, Alice Springs, you've got the Transport Hall of Fame, and the um, and the, uh, the school of the air, obviously, and the telecommunications there, which gives you an insight into the difficulty of telecommunications in Outback Australia, and in, and the environmental park, which um, reflects on the environment side of it in Outback Australia. Then you go down to Ayers Rock and Illaroo, they're unique in themselves, and uh, on to Warburton, where you've got the Aboriginal Cultural Centre and the glass-making products that they do there. It's absolutely fantastic for those people out there. And then down to Laverton, where we've got the Explorers Centre, where we reflect on the, what the Explorers did for Outback Australia and the, uh, the Great Beyond Visitor Centre, which was named for the Great Beyond in reference to that was what the Explorers were doing all the time, going up on the sand hill and looking for the Great Beyond to 
see what the, was out there, you know, to see explain the place, explain the country. Then down to Lenor and Goya, which is um, where Herbert Hoover, the president, of the former president of the United States, um, was mine manager. And then on the Kalgoorlie, we've got the super pit and the mining reflection. So the Outback Way connects all those all those aspects that built and and, and developed Outback Australia. And um, one of the things, as I say, in Laverton, what we've, what we've got there is uh, the Great Beyond Visitor Centre, a number of mines all around the area. We've got a lot of prospecting coming in there during the year. And also um, we have the only structure that Aaron Williams built in West Australia at the Mount Margaret Mission, which is a tank which um, which that community um, still survives on today, a, a water tank there that he yeah. built there right back. In the early, um, that's, that's extraordinary. Uh, that's extraordinary. In, in the late fifties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, came yeah. across from South Australia and built that. It really, the whole entire route captures, you know, who made Australia, really. Yeah, the who's exactly. who, who made Australia, and uh, I think that's a, it's a, it's a it show, showcases, I guess, the, the courage and the commitment to uh, development of Australia um, with the people who've uh, traversed the road and, and lived on the road and, and made it what it is today. It's just amazing. Mm. Thank you for your time, Patrick. Mm. Really appreciate it, and uh, it's great to hear what started the Outback Way and uh, and how it's progressed, and, and and really just the the value of uh, of any of you know of a project of this significance coming from the ground up. And I think that's why it's a winner, and that's why it's uh, working so well. So, well done, and thank you very much. No, thanks, Helen. There's one thing I want to say is um, we just wish that. Travellers have a good, safe trip right across Australia, and um, you know when they're travelling across it and um, support our towns. That's what we're all there for to to try and help and make your journey as as, as best as possible and most enjoyable as possible, and to experience the outback and um, and yes to to the committee and um, everyone involved there and yourself, Helen, hardworking people that have made this thing possible to you know for it to all happen. So. Thanks everyone. We wish you all the best for the trip, and we look forward to seeing you on the on the on the road, whether it be in Laverton or Bully or Winton, wherever we may see you. Thank you. That's great. Thanks, Patrick. And for all our listeners, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and Instagram, and as well as look up our website outbackway.org.au. And uh, until next time, keep safe and uh, enjoy exploring Australia. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.